Hey guys, today I'm here with the host of the Starseed Awakening podcast, Monet Florence Combs. She is a quantum healer, life coach, and hypnotist. And we're going to be talking all about what a starseed is, their mission here, and more. So if you're open-minded and ready to dive in, her knowledge might just open a new door for you in your own spiritual evolution. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, you are so welcome. I'm so excited to be here and talk about this. Yes. So I was just telling you that I was listening to your episode about psychedelics and contact. And, you know, I thought it was really cool that Alexander had contact with Greys and Zetas. Because mm-hmm. um, I actually did as well during my Ooh. magic mushroom experience. Yes. I know Ooh. his was a pretty goofy. <laughs> yeah. My, mine was pretty serious. <laughs> really? Ooh. Yes, yes. But we can get into that later. But my mushroom breakthrough is actually the reason I've gone down this crazy rabbit hole and, you know, trying to discover what's really going on here. What is this reality? Because, you know, I think once you get into some kind of contact or you experience something that you have no explanation for it really you know shakes up your idea of reality and you're just like okay now i need to figure out what's actually going on oh yeah absolutely or at least have some type of idea i know we'll never actually find all the answers but (laughs) you know yeah we can hope you know we can hope but yeah it's fun to keep our minds open and ask a lot of questions And I believe there's a lot of possibilities. I mean, the physics we thought were, you know, set in stone are turning out to be debunked now. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't really even understand how we got here. So (laughs) that's what really gets into this. So can you please educate us? What is a starseed? Yeah. So, you know, I work specifically with starseeds. Um, and helping them kind of navigate this whole earth reality, if you will. And you can think of a starseed as somebody who's a volunteer. So their soul has volunteered to come to earth, right? As opposed to somebody who maybe has been on earth for a very long time, uh, many, many, many lifetimes. You know, there's kind of a typical trajectory for somebody like that who I I like to call them earth seeds Um, but for star seeds you know we really volunteered in the last hundred years have been showing up here and uh, helping with this consciousness shift that is happening on our planet we are here to help hold our frequency hold uh, the light grid here on our planet to help us as a species of earth uh and a a collective right to um shift into this new era that we need to be able to do basically uh for for the sake of our planet's future and our species future so star seeds are from all over sometime you know this galaxy as well as other galaxies as well who kind of answered the call to come here and help with this this big task Amazing. Sounds like a beautiful thing, honestly. And Mm -hmm. for people who, you know, can't really grasp this concept of, you know, your soul volunteering to come to Earth, like, how do you explain this to people who are like, (laughs) what are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. So, so usually when people find me, 
they've kind of already gotten glimpses into this and they are they think they're going crazy because <laughs> their their view of reality is has changed so much and they're getting information they might be getting contacted from um, entities you know in their dreams or you know mushroom journeys or you know even when they're awake sometimes and so uh, usually when somebody finds me, they're kind of at that point of maybe they've Googled what a starseed is. And then mm -hmm. it's kind of like, okay, how do we put this? What does this mean for me? Right? That's mm -hmm. that's usually when people stumble upon me and my work and my podcast. Um, and so it's kind of about helping them kind of understand that greater context, context mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, you know, that we... Most of us have really felt this need to help our planet in some way and and know we have this big purpose, but we don't really understand what that might be. And it just is nagging them. And so this kind of helps explain a lot for them. So as opposed to kind of it being a big shock, right? It's usually a shock once they've Googled it and <laughs> they find a bunch of weird stuff on the internet yeah. or people, <laughs> you know, talking about it who are, you know, tapped into fear frequencies or mm -hmm. things like that. But um you know, by the time they get to me, they're familiar with what a starseed is, but they're the big question is, am I one? Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yes. I mean, and we got to think about how the idea of our, you know, consciousness being, you know, it never ends kind of thing. And we're, mm -hmm. how we're all connected in this quantum field and that yeah. our bodies are just vessels for existing mm -hmm. in this physical plane. So it yeah. can get pretty deep into that. But oh, the yeah. idea of being a starseed, I feel like once you understand the concept of our consciousness or being as an energy that, you know, never dies, it just constantly getting recycled, it yeah. kind of like makes more sense to grasp. Um, but does, you definitely yeah. have to be very pretty open-minded for <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it helps. Here's the deal is that people tend to not really learn about this and accept this until they're ready. Right. Right. Um, you know, I wouldn't have been able to accept this 10 years ago. For for example, I would have been like, what the, the actual, can I cuss on here? Yes. <laughs> what the actual fuck, right? Uh -huh. um, and, but, you know, it came to me at the, at the perfect time. And when I had my big awakening, which was very intense, uh, to say the least, but I was ready for it. And it honestly just helped explain so much of my experience in this lifetime mm -hmm. and was a huge relief, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to get those answers, you know, and piecing things together is unreal. Like when you don't understand mm -hmm. what's going on, but the, at least we have the Internet. You know, I mm -hmm. think, thank the Internet. I think all the <laughs> podcast hosts like you and all these people out there who, you know, have more knowledge and are able to like, make us feel better who are just now discovering you know this other side of us that we need to yeah. tap into mm -hmm. and so what are some signs that you may be a starseed yes so this is where people usually start it's like okay what uh what about myself um flags me that i'm a starseed and so a lot of the things are going to be well, there's, there's many things, but I'll start with some of the basic ones, which are, uh, you know, I mentioned this kind of inherent urge to help our planet. You probably care mm -hmm. about the environment. You care about animals. You care about humans. Uh, you feel this need to help Earth. But at the same time, uh, this is kind of one of the giveaways is that you feel like you're just not from here. 
you know, it's kind of like, yeah, I, I, I want to help Earth, but also um, maybe don't feel like you can relate to other humans mm-hmm. um, or the violence and war and all the, you know, bullshit on our planet can be really upsetting. And mm-hmm. uh, you might have felt that since you were very young. I know I did. And it kind of felt like this isn't my home, you know, and, and it might not have been on a literal level, like having that thought like, hey, maybe I'm from another planet, but it, it might more of just be, be this feeling of homesickness that you just can't quite place because you don't have all the answers yet. Yeah. Uh, you don't have the context, right? And so most of us have that kind of lingering there, very strongly low level in the background all the time. Um, you know, you might have felt more comfortable with animals than people uh or you know but be really attached to nature that's a big clue also you know we're highly energetic beings so you can uh a lot of us are empaths you know it's like we just absorb other people's energy we don't yeah you know it's like (laughs) we don't know how to like we weren't born with a manual of like how do people who aren't from earth adapt to the intense uh the intensity of earth mm-hmm. right and uh because earth is more intense it's more dense it's we're not quite as evolved as these civilizations that most of us come from so it can be kind of a shock uh we might have a hard time staying grounded you know we're always in our minds are wanting to fly off basically yeah and so grounding can be really hard um and a a big sensitivity right you might be emotionally sensitive you might be sensitive to energy uh sensitive just more sensitive to other people for example you know i have a a daughter who's also a starseed and you know she's sensitive to her whole environment it's like you know we go into target or something and the fluorescent lights like she she, it's too much right it's Mm -hmm. like some of these things just feel like too much for us and so we need a lot of alone time usually um and need time to like cleanse our our energy because we're more empathic than other people and um yeah there's i mean there's a whole lot of things uh also i find a a heavy it seems like the starseed population has a higher percentage of people who are neurodivergent um i am one of them i have adhd and sensory processing disorder and you know it's like i think a lot of it is just this kind of uh what's the word it's like a dissonance of being on this new place like Mm -hmm. for example i've this is my first lifetime here i have most of my my clients and people who i interact with they've had more than one lifetime here but you know it's just it can it can be a little rough (laughs) compared to where we're used to especially we just don't understand definitely um i definitely relate to them being really sensitive empathetic like Mm -hmm. i absorb everything around me i read body language extremely well Um, I just Mm -hmm. immediately sense if the person's energy is bad. I'm like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. (laughs) And I used to be Mm -hmm. very, you know, outgoing. I wanted to be at every party. I wanted to make friends with everybody. But as I started, like, evolving more and understanding myself, I started being more alone because I was like, I don't even want to interact with these people because people's energies have such a huge effect on me that, Mm -hmm. you know, I would just want to be calm and in my space. It's just, it can be very draining. Um, And for the thought on, you know, not feeling like you come here, 
or like are from here mine was mostly like i always wanted a sign from the universe Mm. that thought was always with me i was like just give me a sign just give me a sign and i didn't know why i felt like this Mm -hmm. but i always did and i'm very attracted to nature as well so yeah i mean i'm a plant uh science major at school too. <laughs> there you go that's yeah. classic <laughs> yeah just relating to those things but I believe you know a lot of people can be starseed and just haven't awoken to that or even seen that part of themselves yet yeah. um you know because we're all so drenched in this world and how things are supposed to be and we don't really have time to just slow down oh, and absolutely. see things for how they truly are so you know, yeah, a lot of discovering. And, yeah, and you know, it's becoming. I think we're kind of going through a mass awakening on mm-hmm. our. You know, the star seeds are are getting contacted. Their 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 guides are telling them like, "Hey, it's time to wake up." And so, oh, yeah. you know, we're getting there's more information out there, which is which is great. You know, there was hardly any maybe ten years ago, but you know, the time is now. We're all kind of waking up and connecting and uh, forming our own little communities and things like that. Definitely. So you said that the mission of Starseeds is to help raise the consciousness of the planet. And I think this is a very like cool passion to have as well, because I've had this passion for a while now. And I always was like, why do I like this? Like, this is like <laughs> a weird thing to like, you know, like understanding how to, you know, control our minds, like, to have the best life possible and seeing through the bullshit and yeah. you know it's it's very fascinating but so and going off of this what are ways that you can potentially uncover memories of your past life and know that you are actually a star seed because you know you can only pull so much information from the internet yes but, yeah. yes Exactly. And that's where I think a lot of people get stuck is, you know, they get stuck in in Googling and um, watching people on YouTube talk about it who may or may not (laughs) be authentic or, you know, whatnot. There's a lot of noise in this community. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, you know, really going within is really the best way to find out, Um, you know, all, all watching videos and watching Gaia TV and watching all these things. It's it's not going to tell you anything about yourself. It's just going to give you extra input. So you're going to be constantly seeking validation, right? Uh, External validation, but it really needs to come from within. And so some of the ways to do that on your own might be through meditation. Um, A lot of my people get contacted during the dream state. You know, they might get some hints in there or get some glimpses of lifetimes on other planets. Uh, And, you know, if you can get into deep meditation, that's another way, um, you know, into like a deep theta type meditation. Uh, but the, what I do and uh, my students do, we practice a modality called uh, quantum hypnosis. It's similar to Dolores Cannon's technique, if you're familiar with her work. Yes, I love yeah. her. <laughs> yes, yes. She's kind of one of the original investigators of uh, the Starseed uh, experiment. And so... Yeah, so it's kind of based off of the work she does. Um, and so it's a type of hypnosis that it's 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 part hypnosis, but I think it's mostly energy work. It's a way to kind of gather in, you know, my cosmic team, 
your cosmic team, bring them all together and show you what memories you need to see to understand who you are. And what that usually entails is a lot of really interesting uh, memories and emotions and a whole new understanding of your identity. And so that's what I do on my podcast is I, I play, mostly I play sessions from my private practice and which is cool because we all get to learn about galactic history and, uh, you know, all these different civilizations that people are from It's and connect those dots. It's tons of fun. Yeah, like it actually blows my mind how people are able to just pull this information out. Like I've mm. never had like a session like that, but I want to know how are you in this like deep meditative state but still able to speak and like mm-hmm. hear everything, talk, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's... um. So I like to speak of things in scientific terms because, mm-hmm. you know, I think uh, having a, a good blend between science and spirituality is important, right? It's like spirituality yes. without science is not that helpful, but science without spirituality is heartless. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. um, when you when you think of the science of this, what we are doing in this type of hypnosis is accessing the theta brainwave state. So if you think about our normal kind of everyday brainwave state is going to be beta, And so when you slow that down a bit, uh, you know, that's how we interface with reality is the beta brainwave state. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next one kind of slower than that is going to be alpha. And that's kind of what typical therapeutic hypnosis might uh, access. It's kind of that light meditation, daydreaming, or like, you know, when you're driving in your car and you zone out for 20 minutes and you're like, how did I get here? <laughs> that, that's, a, that's alpha. Um, and so then theta is just much deeper than that. Mm-hmm. And so when you are in theta, that is this common ground where you can, it's basically you're reaching upward and these other entities, guides, higher selves, right, are, are reaching downward and meeting in this common ground which is this theta theta space and so if we can get you to theta basically that's that's when the communication happens that's when the the access to your subconscious happens and all of the memories that your uh soul has logged if you will over you know the thousands of lifetimes you've had Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. So when you're in that state, can you actually see like mm-hmm. glimpses of these memories? Yes. Wow. So everybody's a little different. I have some people where I put them under and it's like they're watching a movie and they're just telling me exactly what's going on. It's like <laughs> it's just going. Wow. They can see everything down to, you know, the fly on the wall in the room. You know, it's like it's very, very vivid. Um, uh, and then like for me, for example, I'm I'm not as it doesn't go quite as easy for me, uh, <laughs> which is I think probably a good thing because it's helped me. You know, I can pr- pretty much get anybody under hypnosis because I I know how to, you know, I'm a difficult case myself. But um, you know, for me, it's like I see more, and some people you know see more like impressions. So you might see a visual or an image, and then an emotion comes with it, and. Mm. Uh, and then what happens to many of us is that we actually start channeling during the session. So it'll be like we we tap in to another entity, either a past mm-hmm. self or sometimes a, a fractal of our soul that is actually living, who is a star person um, and uh, or a future incarnation or something like that. 
And so we start channeling. They kind of drop in and we start speaking as them and getting the same things that they're seeing, the images they're seeing. And so I tend to channel during my own sessions and maybe wow. half of my, my clients end up channeling during their sessions too, which is the coolest. It's so much fun. That's <laughs> so cool. I've always heard about channeling and, you know, there's nothing you ever want to force. I heard that. Sure. Like you just want to learn, take your time slowly. Mm-hmm. But that's, it's so fascinating to me how so you know another entity's consciousness can just like go into yours it just proves Mm -hmm. like the whole quantum field we're all really connected we all have access to everything that has happened and like all the timelines are happening at once Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. wild all this multi yeah (laughs) yeah i talked you know my first session ever i channeled this like 50 million year old version of me <laughs> who's Lyran, who's from this, you know, planet, the original planet in our galaxy, uh with with a life on it. And you know, he's like talking through me and uh you know, it's 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 really fascinating, you know, my voice dropped, got lower. He's a male, mm. you know, and um I felt like I was him, my energy changed. You know, I've also channeled a, a parallel incarnation of myself and I've channeled a future incarnation of myself. They all feel wildly different each one is so different it has different personalities so do you you get the feeling that it is you when you are channeling Mm -hmm. it yeah it's almost like yeah it's like tapping into it's just another version of you Mm. wow that's very interesting so it's fascinating i'll I'll talk about my a little bit about my uh, breakthrough trip now because that just reminded me of something i experienced but, you know, I took like four grams of penis envy. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and when I um, broke through, I was actually in this ceremony with a bunch of beings, like in this temple. And immediately when I got there, they just like twisted their necks, like broke it just to look at me like, who the heck just interrupted? Our thing? <laughs> I was like, what? Like, where did I just end up? And that freaked me out because I've never seen anything like that. But mm-hmm. when I opened my eyes again and I closed them, um, this door appeared, the silver door, and I opened it and there was a bunch of beings like with this bright light shining on me. Mm-hmm. And then this other being came out of nowhere. And immediately when it came to me, I just had this sense of peace. The eyes looked so familiar. Like it looked mm-hmm. like my eyes. It's probably kind of. an incarnation of you and that showed up. It was, it was <laughs> freaky because it had a mushroom head and a humanoid <laughs> body and i was like <laughs> this is the mushroom god you know That's like amazing i literally thought i was talking to the spirit of the mushroom and it knew yeah. everything about me Every, mm-hmm. and it was like motivating me telling me like what my purpose on earth is and you know that's what really ignited everything and then you know i saw the um the grays and they came mm-hmm. off their their ship and they were showing me like the pollution on earth and like how everyone is very low in their consciousness and that yeah. they're being fooled that this is how life is, but they don't understand how complicated beings they are, how much you know, power they actually have. They're diseasing themselves with the foods they eat, you yeah. know, and just like numbing themselves. Mm-hmm. And it was like, mm-hmm. you have to wake them up, like enlighten them, like tell them this is not who they are. And I was like, yeah. oh my God. Oh man, but, yeah. so you might have some Zeta connections. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so- and I, hearing um, your podcast about how like the Zetas uh, could have created the mushrooms, you know, that's mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. Uh, really cool thing to think about because do, throughout my research, I've seen that 
or like I think it was um, Terrence McKenna who said that they, mm-hmm. it's a possibility that mushrooms could have been like engineered to be, you know, these little vehicles of expanding your consciousness and connecting to the the universe and all its yeah. beings. But, you know, this gets a little bit crazier, but after this <laughs> trip, you know, I didn't really think much of it. I was just like, okay, I was in another world. I wrote it all down. And then my whole summer went by, and then I took a bunch of shrooms with my friends. And I'm, I'm excited to talk about this because I haven't brought it up yet, guys. This is what I've been holding <laughs> back for you. But basically, um, that night, you know, we were all sobered up. I We went to my middle school parking lot out of all places. And the second we stepped out the car, we saw this bright light in the sky. And we were like, what is that? Ooh. <laughs> and and it, it did not look like a star. You know, we were zooming up into mm-hmm. it. There was this beautiful colors coming off of it. It almost looked like a tear in like oh, the, in the firmament sky. or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it, it was it was very weird looking. And the more we looked at it, the more we saw that it was like moving in a way that we've never seen anything move in the sky. So yeah. we're all just like geeking out. Like I'm jumping up and down like, oh my God, it's a UFO. Like this is the best day of my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because awesome. I've I've always dreamed about seeing one. I've always been super interested. Um, yeah. And I was like, I know there's more to this life. But, you know, I never thought I'd see it again. Mm-hmm. So I just go along with my regular routine and... Two weeks go by, I'm in my backyard, and something just tells me to look up. And I'm like, okay. And I look up in the mm. sky, and there's another light. And I'm like, uh, did they find me? <laughs> so I go up to my balcony, and like zooming up my phone. And the weird thing that I don't see, I'm not 100% sure if it's a UFO, but it's definitely something from another dimension. It does not act like anything i've seen its physics are completely different it'll mm-hmm. start pulsating at you like it'll literally change its shape and i know it's not my phone i've seen this like 100 times at this point yeah but it it changes and i was like oh my god they found me in my backyard yeah. and then everywhere i go like some of the nights i would see there's always lights in the sky mm-hmm. and this you know really shook me and uh i at first i was you know terrified because i realized it started following me everywhere um, mm-hmm. I would be driving, and I didn't know how to feel about it. I'm like, there are possibly aliens. <laughs> following me around. Yeah, like, it's not I don't like know you can tell want. anybody that. <laughs> yeah, like... I'm just like people are gonna think I'm actually insane. Um, mm-hmm. But it was obviously not a star. It was not a plane. It was not anything like that. And every yep. time it would do the same motion. Um, and eventually, you know, I started calming down. I started getting used to it. It's been like six months now that, Mm -hmm. you know, they've been visiting and, you know, a lot of other things have happened. But something interesting to be brought up is that I started noticing the Orion constellation a lot. Ah, And, uh you know, I wasn't sure, you know, if it was stars or if it was something they were doing because some nights a whole bunch of them come out. Like my whole sky would be full of them. And on the same like clear night, Mm-hmm. There's nothing there, you know, like I, mm-hmm. when it's late at night, they will come out. And so I started noticing this constellation, but, you know, I wasn't sure. Some nights it would come out, some nights it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And I went on a ski trip um, with my friends and I went out to the balcony and my entire sky was the biggest Orion constellation oh, I've wow. ever seen. The Ooh. whole sky 
I was like, oh my god. And I told my um, my brother's girlfriend because you know she believes me. I was like, I you know I'm not 100% sure. I don't know if it's them or if it's stars. You know, I'm very open-minded. I'm not gonna put conclusions down. But we yeah. just said it like that. We went back inside. We come back out an hour later. It's gone. <laughs> ah! <laughs> okay, now things are getting a little crazy, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, talking to people, it they were like, maybe they're trying to show you where you're from. I'm like, maybe yeah. it's try- they're trying to say where they're from. So, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's very cool. That really has shaken me yeah. up. And now I'm like, what is my past life? <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to give you some input on yes, what I yes, think? Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, when we have um, other versions of us out there, think of us. So most of us star seeds have some other star person version of us. I call them a parallel self. That's just another fractal of our soul that are, we're kind of split with. And they are out there, right? Mm. They might be on a ship. That might be one of the possibilities. Most of us are going to be Galactic Federation members, which is a whole other can of worms. But a lot of us are going to have, you know, a, a version of us that is in the Federation or s- somehow affiliated with the Federation out there. And so they do things like this to get our attention <laughs> and to show their love for you and to say, hey, Aww. like we're here. Uh <laughs> And we are trying to get you to understand something, right? It's usually leading you to mm-hmm. to towards something, right? Um, and so the fact that you saw Orion a lot and that those Zetas came to you uh, gives me kind of a th- sense that you might be affiliated with both or one or the other. Um, you know, Orion, you can think of Orion as, do you know much about Orion, the civilization? Um, I've done some of my research, but there's not a whole lot of info. I've, yeah. you know, I've heard about there's some wars that have happened there, mm-hmm. and but I don't know. But please do tell. <laughs> sure. So yeah. uh, you can think of Orion as kind of like Star Wars. So if you think about like, <laughs> you know, there's like the Empire and the Resistance, mm-hmm. right? And so there are um, a lot of star seeds here who have. You know, there's a lot of Earth seeds from Orion, but they might be on more of the like uh, Empire side. But there's a lot of uh, star seeds here who are from Orion who are part of this resistance movement. Does that make sense? Like yes, you're the yes. the Lukes and the Leias and the those type of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, uh, and you know, Orion went through kind of a big struggle with that and eventually awakened. But uh, yeah, so Orion is a place. It's kind of like Earth on steroids. It you know. <gasps> Think about how polarizing things are here, how intense things are here. Things were way worse there, basically. And so mm. that's why a lot of the Orion starseeds are here, because they've lived through that. And so those Orion starseeds tend to be a little bit more grounded, uh, a little bit less like um, they might struggle a little bit less on Earth <laughs> than some other starseeds because they've been through so much, mm. um, been through like so much just awful stuff in their star mm. system so uh my guess is you're you could definitely be orion and also there's some zeta affiliation with orion as well but you know there's positive zetas and negative zetas if we if those right. zetas came to i'm sure there are positive zetas oh, um yeah. yeah definitely yeah i mean 
<laughs> it really, you know, it gets crazy when you think about it. But, you know, sometimes when I'll, I would be really relaxed and like a weird memory would come up that would mm-hmm. just sound insane if I said it out loud type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'm going crazy. I'm like, where did that thought just come from? Uh-huh. Um, but then I, I look things <laughs> up. I'm like, uh, okay. Um, for ex- I've heard about like the Draconian Wars. Yeah, um, I lived through that in, in my oh. past incarnation, that that one that yeah. came through me first. Yeah, that was all around a memory from that. Yeah. And an, an interesting thing that actually happened to me was um, around in October, I was trying to fall asleep and mm-hmm. um, I felt like I was getting pulled out of my body and a reptilian being showed up and... Mm-hmm reached out its arm and it said i need to tell you something you know telepathically and that freaked me out and i was like no 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 you're like no thank you (laughs) shut it down shut it down because yeah (laughs) shut it down right now because it was so scary looking and i was like yeah i literally felt like i was getting pulled and so i said no 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 and i just like woke up in bed i was like did i just dream that or Mm. was that real and it's crazy because i also you know was on a I was getting interviewed and after the interview I was telling the host about that reptilian experience and she said that her mom also had a similar experience but it was crazy it was like she was sleeping and one of them popped up in the corner of her bed and was like if mm-hmm. you come with me like I'll give you all this like, oh all god your dreams. <laughs> like yeah like crazy with it oh, like man and she's like huh she wanted to be a musician all these mm-hmm. aspirations and he was like promising her that you know he would give this all to her and you know obviously very sus and <laughs> apparently he moved slightly and she just saw a bunch of souls mm-hmm. chained to each other like going for infinity behind him whoa yeah and she's like nope i'm good You're like, and no, he, thank you yeah no thank you and he just disappeared like went through the the ground and -hmm. the next morning she found out that the neighbor who's you know lives right under her died in the middle of his sleep whoa yeah that's intense i know but uh, you know there's you hear all these stories and all these things but yeah my view on everything is that i go i don't judge based on the being and what the stereotypes are i believe there's good and there's bad you know yes but I just wanted yeah. to share. Yeah. Can I give a little context around that? Yes, yes. So please. this isn't the first time I've heard something like that. I've had at mm. least four clients tell me that a reptilian being has appeared to them at wow. night. Like, yeah, in the room. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So <laughs> you're not alone, apparently. Uh, yeah. When we think of reptilians, for example, you know, there's a lot of misinformation about the reptilians um, out there. You know, that they're here on Earth. They're... they're eating people and you know they're but they're not here they're not here they haven't been here in a very Mm. very long time so yes and uh i've had multiple entities who i trust confirm this who i've spoken with in hypnosis sessions Mm. um you can listen to those sessions on my podcast actually but uh yes the reptilians are not here you know they were here um they're you know the draconians they're not all going to be bad, but, uh, you know, they're kind of a lesser evolved type of reptilian. Um, mm. They are the ones that, you know, destroyed my planet. So I had some beef with them for a while, but, you know, yeah. it's, we're, we're past that. Um, 
but but there's also you know all different types of reptilians that are um benevolent that are positive right um so i think um humans have kind of made reptilians the scapegoat for a lot of things in the like conspiracy theory world but it's but most of it's not true um Mm -hmm. So we kind of have to like move away from that. So usually if we're making something a scapegoat, it's because we don't want to look at something within ourselves or mm-hmm. within ourselves collectively, right? So it's easier to blame the reptilians on something than a man-made right, than problem, right? Humans, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, so yeah, we, we kind of got to start moving away from that. Um, for Yeah, like there's even benevolent, you know, reptilian species in the Federation that are, you know, very high up. Um, you know, so we can, we can, uh, you know, if you ever feel unsafe or something, you can always like create, a visualize like an energy field around you coming from your solar mm-hmm. plexus. Like if, if anything like that happens, just tell them to go away. Right. Um, cause they're not going to be contacting, contacting people physically. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. You know, yeah. if, if one shows up in a dream or something, it's probably some sort of projection of themselves. Yeah. It's. I mean, after that experience and hearing that it's happened to someone else and then now mm-hmm. like multiple people. Oh, yeah, multiple you, people. <laughs> that's why, like, see, I'm not just going crazy. No, <laughs> you're not. That's exactly. That's like literally most of my job is, is assuring people that they're not going crazy because yeah. they've had experiences just like you have, right? Yeah. So how do you know, is, is there a way to know if a being that's trying to contact you has good intentions mm. or bad ones? I've heard they can mask themselves or... Right. make them look you know like more friendly mm-hmm. but you know like for example i'm very confused by this reptilian being contacted me i don't know right. if it had something to tell me or if it was trying to do something to me or yeah i have I, no idea it's hard to tell because yeah. they might be positive but they might not be mm. right um my kind of this is a tough tough question i'm gonna say like n- maybe 94 99% of the time, any contact experiences you're going to have are going to be positive. They're going mm-hmm. to be, usually if we're getting contacted by somebody, it's a guide, it's a it's some sort of incarnation of yourself who's coming through. Um, so most of the time it's going to be positive. And the way that you can do, you can tell is you can always ask them, like ask them, like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, because they'll, they'll tell you um, and feeling into their energy, right? If there's somebody with, you know, appears and they, they've, you're f- tapping into their energy, they feel positive, you know, there's a lot of white light or, or uh, blue light or, you know, mm-hmm. some, some sort of, you know, if you're sensitive to energy, you can kind of tap into to what's in front of you. Of course, you might be shocked, <laughs> but, um, yeah. you, but, you know, because it, we, we're not used to uh, ET energy, Right. Um, mm-hmm. I have an experience where I was contacted. Uh, it was by my my parallel self. But when I was a, a kid, I was like 11 and I was contacted by her. And wow. it scared the living shit out of me because I was terrified of aliens at that point in my <laughs> life. <laughs> and so it backfired, really. Um, and so, but, you know, if you can step back out of that, like, primal fear type of response of like okay there's an entity like in my brain or in front of me or whatever the case might be usually it's not going to be in front of you it's going to be either in a like in a dream state or a journey or something Mm -hmm. um if you can move past that initial fear right then you can kind of actually start authentically tapping into 
who they might be and ask them. Yeah. I feel like fear is such a big thing that holds so many people back. Yeah. Especially with your spiritual, you know, evolution. Mm-hmm. There's just, you realize there's just no reason to fear anything. Like no one's, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're going to be protected by the universe. No one's, you know, no one's out to get to you. Like, mm-hmm. Because having such a crazy spiritual awakening, like you'll go through every emotion possible. And, yeah. you know, I was trying to learn how to astral project and I'm still trying to learn. How, but now like, you know, my body just does it for me sometimes like I'll just feel myself getting pulled out I'm like okay where are we going yeah but you know it's crazy because I feel like my soul has somewhere to go and mm-hmm. I don't know where it's trying to go one time it tried to pull me through my wall and, <laughs> and I heard this fun. voice this voice like when you're really really tired it just will pull you out sometimes and there was this voice in my head that was like, take me there. Take me I'm like, what? <laughs> You're like, like where? <laughs> who's, whose voice was that? Like, it freaked yeah. me out. But, you know, we're obviously just not just this body. There's so much more going on. And Absolutely. there's so much more to discover. And I think I really want to find out my past life just to have more clarity on my mission here. And, mm-hmm. you know, because... There's when you're seeing the world in this way, it can either make you really depressed, like, why am I here? And like, why is all this going on? Yeah. Or you can shift the energy to like, yeah, I'm here. I'm going to do something about it. And I'm going to make this life as amazing as possible. Because no matter how many lives we're supposed to have, we're here right now for a reason. And we're supposed to be experiencing this character. So yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. i completely agree and um you know i i I think of fear you know fear is just a feeling right Mm -hmm. our our body it doesn't mean that we're in danger just because we're feeling fear right our body's going to try to keep us safe our brain is going to try to keep us safe it's going to send out fear signals if they encounter something if we encounter something we don't understand or don't know Mm -hmm. um but that doesn't mean that you're actually in danger. So I think like discernment is just a really important skill for us to kind of start learning. It's like tapping into that intuitive place. Okay, like I'm feeling fear right now, but what's actually going on underneath this? Is this, you know, something that I should actually be afraid of or is this just something unfamiliar? Mm-hmm. It's always the un- the unfamiliar things like when you just don't know what's going on. That's what yeah. can really ignite the fear. But what yeah. really helped me was understanding that my ego wants control because that's how it feels safe. Yeah. And it just wants to protect you. And mm-hmm. you just kind of have to like, you know, see it from an outsider's pers- perspective, from your higher self's yes. perspective. And yeah. just know that you cannot control everything that's going to happen to you. You don't mm-hmm. have to know everything that's going on. You know, I still have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Join the club. But, I'm, I'm just finally yeah, starting to yeah. understand what's going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like, I don't know, being an observer has brought me so much peace. And just totally. knowing that I don't have to know every. I don't have to know the answers. I'm just going to, you know, experience this life. And mm-hmm. if I'm meant to find out, you know, my my mission here, if I'm meant to find out my past life, it's all going to come to me in the right time when I'm meant to know all of it. So 
Yes. I feel like and that's the best message. Yes. And I'll, well, just to piggyback on that, I think he, mm-hmm. heck yes to all that. And also, if you are getting, con- like, you, like you, you're getting contacted frequently, you know, by mm-hmm. by some beings, that's usually a sign that it's like, okay, it's time to do something about this. It's time yeah. to figure it all out. Because they're working yeah. really hard to, to, to give you some I sort of know. message. <laughs> but I'm always like, okay, I look at them in the sky. I'm like, all right, I see it. I understand. Yeah. What am I supposed to do now? I try to go meditate. get hypnosis. I know. <laughs> I think the answer is right know. in front of you. <laughs> I know. Because I, I will try to do meditation and stuff, but I feel like I get too excited. And that, yeah. that's probably the reason I, I block things out or I get too excited when I feel like I'm about to astral project and oh, it yeah. sure. sucks like you have to be in such a neutral state to be able to receive all yeah. this information and having any like expectations like with anything pretty much with yeah. the universe like just being open to receive anything is how usually the big answers come through oh yeah but, oh yeah yeah and with it, hypnosis you know it's kind of it's like inducing that deep state that deep mm meditation state um with somebody's help (laughs) makes a big difference because it it can be really easy to psych yourself out you know as i'm like learning developing my own channeling abilities i I psych myself out a lot um but when you have someone there who can like guide you very 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 slowly and Mm -hmm. you know every step of the way and actually like ask the questions that you know to to you while you're having this experience so that you can help get the full picture that's um that's that's why i like that it's just kind of like it's like a little shortcut yeah to, to finding out this information yeah definitely seems like that's the thing i need to do mm-hmm. <laughs> because it can be frustrating when you know it's like okay they're trying to contact me what am i supposed to do with this information yeah exactly yeah (laughs) yeah everything will come in time yes it will yes thank you so much for coming on please you know tell people where they can find you and i will list it in the description as well this was amazing perfect yes um you can find me well my podcast is usually the first point of contact for people who are enter my world which is the starseed awakening podcast you can find that on uh, apple or apple podcasts yeah that's what they call it now and spotify <laughs> and uh you can also i have episodes every wednesday and lots of really interesting hypnosis sessions they're getting a little crazy <laughs> lately <laughs> um and also uh, i'm on instagram you can find me I'm at the starseed awakener um i don't post a whole lot but i'm in my stories often on tuesdays i do um tell all tuesdays where people get to ask questions so that's a good way to kind of come in and you can ask questions and i post the answers anonymously in my stories about anything about aliens or hypnosis or past lives or whatever and um my website which is the starseedawakener.com amazing (laughs) this was so great i appreciate you so much for sharing your knowledge and you know for giving me more insight on what i should do next (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm sure you you are you must be a very important person and you don't might not even know about it (laughs) that's what i have to say about that (laughs) thanks for listening to today's show to check out more great cannabis podcasts go to podconnects.com 
Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, I'm Gary, and I invite you to discover the Cannabis Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast focused on a Canadian's cannabis culture. I would be the Canadian, and my cannabis passion and culture has been building for five decades. I share that passion for this wonderful plant in every episode, through conversations with cannabis advocates and enthusiasts, stories about the ever-changing legal environment, and some hands-on testing of product in a segment I call Cultivar Corner. The Cannabis Podcast, a Canadian's cannabis culture, one toke at a time.